Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. It's no accident that we celebrate the Feast of Corpus Christi the week during the week after the Feast of the Holy Trinity, which we celebrated this past Sunday. And on Sunday, we meditated especially on this wonderful picture of heavenly worship that we see both in the prophet Isaiah and in the first epistle of St. John, specifically that angelic hymn, Holy, Holy, Holy. And so today we turn our attention not necessarily towards the heavenly worship so much as the heavenly food, that is the manna that is sent from heaven to feed our souls, the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Those of us who celebrate and observe the, the Mass or the Lord's Supper know that the body and blood of Christ is what we are worshiping, adoring, and eating in the Holy Communion service. Now, I once had a couple who told me that the doctrine that Christ is present in the bread and the wine is anti-science. This, of course, is not true. Science is the study of causes, and we know that the cause of the sacraments is God working miraculously uh, on the altar every Sunday and every day that we, we say the Mass. Today's brief but poignant gospel reading makes it clear that we must eat his flesh and drink his blood if we want eternal life. He gives us these gifts as a sign of his great love for us, his covenant people. And so the elements of bread and wine become the means whereby the precious moments of Christ's death on the cross and his self-offering on that cruel wooden altar is made present for us, strengthening us by, reverb- by the reverberating call of his love for us. And so if we truly believe that, if we truly believe that the Holy Communion is the body and blood of our Lord, then there are three implications. The first implication is that we will become a Eucharistic people, a Eucharistic people, a people who recognize that just like the Israelites in the wilderness needed the bread that was sent from heaven, so we too are sustained only by the offering that Christ made for us. That's the only thing that gets us through the wilderness, our wilderness wanderings of this life. The second implication is that we will adore the Eucharist because we understand what it truly is. The Eucharist is an opportunity for us to worship the risen Christ. There is no more important thing that you could possibly be doing in a given week than to be present for that sublime moment when the priest presents the gifts to the people and says, Behold the Lamb of God, behold him that taketh away the sins of the world. So we'll become a Eucharistic people, we'll adore the Eucharist, and our third implication is that we will be a people who are transfigured. If God can transform bread and wine into his body and blood, what can he transform us into? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.